0: Today, we're talking about the good and the bad and the ugly when it comes to fish stores. Uh, I've been doing this for a really long time. I've been into a lot of fish stores. We go into fish stores that we've never been to regularly because we travel all around the country for work. We don't travel just to go to pet stores, but we travel all over the country. I've been into a couple Fish stores this year, uh, more than a couple, probably four or five this year that I've never been in before. One of them was in Dallas, Texas. We're going to talk about that one. We're going to have an honorable mention about that one here coming up. But we go into a lot of fish stores. I've seen the ones that are good, uh, that are next level, that are like, wow, this is the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. And then we've seen the complete opposite of that. We've seen the ones that are like, I will never again visit this store. We're going to talk about a few of those experiences today. But then there's a third category, and I said the ugly on the on the title of this. I titled it the good, the bad, and the ugly. I was not making a Clint Eastwood reference, even though it is a direct Clint Eastwood reference. It's the the ugly category of fish stores. I think is. An important one, too, because this one would be a pet store or fish store that looks ugly, but it has really good stuff. And it's one of those don't judge a book by its cover kind of thing. You go in there and maybe the, the tanks aren't very clean and it might not present very well, but they have amazing fish and their staff is incredible. And, you know, to me, that's not a bad fish store. That's just a fish store that hasn't been able to keep things up. And, and keep things looking tidy. So the good, pretty clear. The bad, pretty clear. The ugly is, you know, it's a good fish store. It just doesn't look that good. That's, that's what we're going to be talking about here today. Uh, when it comes to the good, I, I want to talk about a couple of good experiences, good fish stores, stores that I would go to any day of the week. And I will tell you why I would go to those stores any day of the week. I'm going to share with you, my experiences with them, and I'm also gonna share with you the names of those stores, because we're speaking highly of them. When it comes to the bad ones, not doing it. Uh, And I know that might sound like I'm, you know, a P word. uh, It might sound like I'm, I'm a cop out, like, oh, you don't have the balls to call out these places that are bad. No, it's just that I just don't have any interest in it. I'm not here to damage these stores any further than they're already doing themselves. What I want to do is share my experiences with them. And the hope would be that the people that own these stores would hear this. They won't, but you never know. And if they were to hear this, maybe somebody shares it with them. Hey, I think this weirdo was talking about you. Uh, Maybe they'll hear it and they'll say, you know, he's right. Maybe we should make some changes. That's that's what I'm hoping would happen here. But let's start off with some, some nice stores. Why not talk about the ones that deserve praise before we dive down into the hole that is disgusting, poop-smelling? Anyway, <laughs> the first one that I want to mention is one of my favorites of all time. And I'm actually quite sad that I'll probably never be able to visit this store again, not because I don't want to, but because it's six hours away from us now. It used to be two and a half hours away, and we moved three and a half hours away from that. uh, It's in Glen Burnie, Maryland, which is right outside of the city of Baltimore. It's right down the street from BWI Airport. And I'm really sorry to say this. If you're someone who's from Baltimore or you live in Baltimore, I have no reason whatsoever to ever visit Baltimore. (laughs) And I I don't want to. I don't like Baltimore. Baltimore is not a nice place. Yes, the downtown area where the uh, Planet Hollywood and the Aquarium and Camden Yards and Whatever the place is that the Ravens play, that area is really nice. But that's like five blocks. After, everything after that is like a war zone, and and it's scary. And it's not. There, I have no reason to go there. This store is not in that immediate scary area. It's you know, I don't know, fifteen minutes down the road or whatever in Glen Burnie. Of course, I'm talking about House of Tropicals. Would I travel? six hours to go to house of tropicals now i don't think i would because of others that we're going to talk about on this list but where we were before it, i would be happy to drive two hours and 15 minutes two hours and a half depending on what traffic was i'd be thrilled to do that why because i would know as soon as i walk into that store i'm going to see something magnificent they had the biggest tanks that they would display fish in. It was not overrun with display tanks. We'll talk about that in a minute. We'll talk about a store that I went into that has more display tanks than it has tanks with fish for sale in it. But they had display tanks in the right areas that created interest as soon as you walked into the store and made you go, wow, this is cool, and made you feel like you were at a destination location, not just a retail store. And then on top of that, This store has over 500 aquariums that have fish for sale in them. Koi this big all the way to koi this big. Every single kind of community fish you could ever imagine. Monster fish. They had big tanks that they were selling fish in, not just using them as displays, but selling big fish in there. I've seen everything in that store from saltwater puffer fish that Lisa was filming and it actually puffed up while she was sitting there watching, which was amazing. I put it out on YouTube, I put a whole video up of it. Uh, That was really cool. Everything from that to an arapaima, which should not be sold. There should be no such thing as an arapaima in this hobby. I'm not even gonna gonna go, go into the details why. Do a search, arapaima, there's your answer. That's why this fish should not be in the hobby. But what I'm saying is everything, you know, from a saltwater puffer to an arapaima and everything in between. They had fish that I've never seen in any other stores. And you just, you never knew what you were going to find when you went in there. Now, I'm, I'm going to put House of Tropicals at the magnificent level, but I'm a little biased. I was going to that store for over a decade. Love that place. Never had anything but good experiences at that place. Uh, but I'm going to tell you, It's not the most beautiful store you've ever seen. And I think the reason why is they're just so daggone busy all the time. Every single time I've ever been up there, whether it's a Wednesday at three o'clock in the afternoon or a Saturday at four, it's packed. It's jam-packed full of people. They've got like 12 employees running around and they're just constantly bagging fish and helping customers. Every single one of which I ever dealt with was very pleasant very knowledgeable very easy to deal with i never felt intimidated you know that feeling i'm talking about where you you're kind of afraid to ask a question because you might look stupid i look stupid enough as it is (laughs) i mean i never felt that way with any of the employees at house of tropicals and i went through a lot of them because we were going there for so long every single one of them treated us just like the most important customer in, in all of eternity. And it was not because we have a YouTube channel. We were going up there long before we had a YouTube channel and we were always treated really, really well up there. The fish are outstanding. The quality of the fish is outstanding. They cover, they carry everything you could ever imagine as far as dry goods. They're the kind of fish store that you could go to and buy an impeller for a Marine land penguin 75 from 1996, they've got it there. Like all the obscure parts and little trinkets and little pieces and stuff like that that you would never expect to find at a fish store, they sell them. Every kind of frozen food, every kind of food. It's just, it's, it's fish keeping mecca is what it is. It's a beautiful thing. It might not be the most beautiful thing, but it's so worth it the the trip if you're within a couple hours you should definitely go there i love house of tropicals i will always love house of tropicals cannot say enough about them they are not perfect there's a different you know, they're great without being perfect and again the reason why they're perfect they're not perfect is because you know the racks have been there for 30 years And so the paint's peeling on them and they look a little bit rustic and a little bit gnarly. And they used to be painted a aqua blue, but now there's black streaks and it's used stuff and it's been there a long time. And to to remove something like that and replace it would be catastrophic to a business like that. So you just leave it alone. It doesn't look the best, but that's okay because everything they do, they, they do their job well and they sell good products. So you can get away with it. I am not putting House of Tropicals in the ugly category. I'm not. I'm putting them in the good category. And the good is very broad. Like you know, there is the best of the best, which we're going to talk about in a minute. Um, but they're not the best. But they're really, really good. And they're certainly not ugly. The next one that I want to talk about is, sadly, a fish store that no longer exists. And it breaks my heart. I used to, when I had my furniture business, I used to travel once a week to Virginia Beach. It was three and a half hours from where we used to live in Virginia. Everything I've been saying today has been three and a half hours, but I promise you it's three and a half hours away. And what I would do is I would travel to Virginia Beach, I would stay the night there, and so I'd be working there two days. I'd I'd drive there early in the morning, go to customers all day long, spend the night, go to customers all day long the next day and then drive home. And so when it got to be the evening time, I had time to kill. And I would always go to a store in Virginia Beach called Animal Jungle. And this this was the coolest fish store I've ever been to until the one we're gonna talk about next. But this was a store that was unlike any other store I'd ever been into because they wanted to make this store like a destination store. And so they brought in animals that are exotic, not for sale, these are for display. And they would put together these lavish enclosures that are huge. And there was a, what is it called? Was it a serval cat? Uh, Serval cats, I don't know what it was, but it was some kind of African cat that was really big. So I don't think it was a, a serval. but. They had like this jungle gym for this cat, like a big enclosure that was as big as like a huge shed and then a bridge that would go over to another one over there and you could watch the cat walk back and forth. It was absolutely amazing. They had an aviary in the corner of this store that had birds in it that were for sale and you could go in there and the birds would be out and they'd be flying f- 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 flying around you while you're in there and it was amazing it was like going to the zoo they had at one point i think they had one of those little marcel monkeys i don't know what kind of monkey that's called i I call them all marcel uh i think they had i never saw one but i heard i and i could be wrong maybe i just dreamt it but i thought i heard that they they used to have one of those little the little monkeys like on indiana jones and and friends uh the show Friends and the movie Indiana Jones, not Indiana Jones and Friends. Uh, and I think they had at some point an alligator. I could be wrong. Again, you know, I, my memory, they closed this store in like 2013. So now nah, maybe a little later than that, but it's been a long time since I've been there. I don't remember every single detail of it, but not only did they have all of that and really cool big reptiles and stuff like that to see, But they had the most amazing displays, aquariums, fish for sale, the most amazing that you've ever seen. And their tanks were always super clean. And when you went into that store, the only way I can describe it is every single employee I ever dealt with at that store treated me like I'd known them for five years, even if it was the first time I'd ever seen them. Absolutely incredible store. And this store was like, the size of a Walmart. I mean, it was massive. And what happened? PETA did what PETA does, and they screwed it up for everyone. We can't have nice things because of organizations like PETA. PETA went in there and wrecked the whole thing. Not literally, but they ruined the business for the owner. They did it by holding protests outside, and I don't know if they ever went to extremes where they were like, damaging things or anything. I don't know, I, I wasn't there, but I know that it, it has a lot to do with, what PETA did has a lot to do with why that business shut down. And and we had met the owner, Lisa and I were at Discus Hans late at night one night picking up fish and the owner of Animal Jungle was there. And I, shame on me, I, I don't remember his name. Again, we're talking about 10 years ago when, when we were there. And we sat and talked to him for a while. And I told him, you know, we had a fish store at the time. And I was telling him about that. And he was so kind and so willing to give us tips on how to be a good store. And I'm like, listen, if I can get my store one-tenth as nice as yours, I'll be the most successful, you know, I'll consider myself wildly successful. And he was very humbled by it. I mean, he was not like, yeah, mine's the best store in the world. He wasn't that kind of guy. Super nice guy. And I feel horrible that PETA did what they did. Uh, I am all for the ethical treatment of animals, but I'm not for extremism. And uh, PETA became the enemy to me when they got shut down. Um, and I, again, I don't think PETA shut them down, but I think they kind of put things in motion that led to the shutdown of that business. And and it's unfortunate, and every single person that was involved with that should be ashamed of themselves. But Let's go now, let's take a little trip, shall we? To another store that is in the same area that Animal Jungle was in. This is gonna be a surprise to exactly no one. Uh, When I talk about what I believe is the finest example of a fish store, or you could even say pet store, and I, I don't think there is a store that will rival this one. I I really don't. I've been to a lot of them. We're going to talk about another one in a minute that is close, but it's still not, it's not going to touch this other store. It's an example of what I believe is the perfect fish store. It's perfect in its size. It's perfect in its staff. It's perfect in its presentation, everything about it. Of course, I'm talking about Aquariums Unlimited in Virginia Beach. Now you know if you're a follower of this channel you have seen Mark on this channel the owner of Aquariums Unlimited. He is a friend. He's a friend because he's the owner of Aquariums Unlimited. In fact let me let me tell you a little story about Mark and I's relationship because it didn't start off the best. I've never told this story on here before but uh, Lisa went to that store long before I did. I think it was uh, she was there because either they, her and Kenzie had traveled to Virginia Beach for a game, a field hockey game, or it could have been that she was there. They were going college shopping. What do you call it? Touring colleges when when Kenzie was trying to decide what school she wanted to go to. And they went to this store and she got some footage of it and she came back and showed me. She's like, look at this place, it's absolutely amazing. So I had heard of Aquariums Unlimited but I had never been there before. I had heard that it was fantastic and it was beautiful. Well, I was in Orlando at Aquashella and I was hanging out with the owner of Carolina Aquatics which is one of the distributors that we deal with here in the state of North Carolina. And he said, John, I want to introduce you to my buddy, Mark. He is a, is a fellow fish business owner and, you know, all of that. And it wasn't until a little bit later in the conversation that I learned that he was the owner of Aquariums Unlimited. And I was like, okay, that's cool. Well, Mark and I got into a pretty good argument that night. It was never one of these asshole and have your mother and it, it was never pointing and it was nothing, anything like that. It was more of a um, spirited debate, is what you could call it. Uh, we, we never cursed at each other. We never raised our voice. Uh, it, you you got to work real hard to get me to do that. And Mark, too. But, but Mark and I are both people that will stand our ground. You know, if we believe in something, we're, we're just going to go. And we're either going to end up saying, okay, agree to disagree. Let's move on. Or dare I say, we say, okay, you're right. I'm wrong. Let's move on. Whatever. Uh, we ended the the discussion friends. There was never any bad blood. There was never any awkwardness or anything like that. We, we spent a lot of time <clears throat> talking after that because this was on, I think, Friday night. And so the whole show was still happening Saturday and Sunday. And so, you know, we talked a lot. We were friends, not like we're boys, but we were, you know, friends with each other then. Uh, it wasn't until I visited the store and started going there a lot that Mark and I became much more friends. And Lisa, too. I mean, we're all, you know, he he treats Lisa the same way he does me. I'm not saying these things because Mark is my friend. I, I want to be very clear about that. Uh, it, <laughs> you wouldn't believe me if that was the case. I mean, I, I wouldn't even be able to convince you if I was lying to you just so that I could dote on my friend's business. I'm saying what I'm saying because it is just the truth. (laughs) Aquariums Unlimited in Virginia Beach. Don't ask me the address because I don't know the address. I put it in the the GPS and she tells me how to get there. I I can't even tell you how to get there. What I can tell you is if you put it in your GPS and you go there, you will not be disappointed because it is, I will say it again, directly to your face. It is the finest example of a fish store that I've ever seen. And and I don't even think it's close. I really don't. There are just the right amount of displays. And the displays are magnificent. They're huge. There's, I think, three displays that are 750 gallons each each. And they're not 750-gallon rectangles. These are lower, uh, like, I don't know the shape. Almost like octagonal, but they're long. I don't know how to describe it. But these are lower tanks. A couple of them are saltwater. And then there's one that I think is a mirror image of it. That's full of African cichlids and they're breeding like crazy. You've got big giant ones all the way down to little teeny babies hiding in the rocks. It's absolutely adorable. And these tanks are set up so beautifully that you could spend hours in there just looking at their displays because they're, like I said, they're not just square boxes. There is one that's a standard aquarium, except it's 900 gallons and it's saltwater. It's a reef corals everywhere corals that are the size of little caesar's pizzas i mean just unbelievable what these displays are but then there's also as much attention put on to the for sale tanks i've watched mark walk through there i've been in there with him and he's just walking through and he's not doing this because it's me and he's trying to impress me or whatever he doesn't need to do that But I've seen him before, like grab one of his employees, not physically, but like, Hey, did you see this? And it's like a little dime sized piece of algae on a tank. And he's like, you know, can you handle this for me, please? I mean, he is very particular about it, but he's not particular about it in a Gordon Ramsay kind of a way like get your ass over here. He's not that guy. But he's nice to his employees so he doesn't have to be that way and they all understand you know he has standards and they're willing to meet those standards because mark is a good guy if you'd asked me that the night i met him i'd have been like hmm i don't know but (laughs) i know it for certain now because i've gotten to know him really well and and he is a super sweet guy and and i think his employees feel the same way and that's why they'll do whatever he asks them to do And they'll do it with a smile on their face. Every employee they have there is, they're just awesome. What more can you say? I'm saying the same thing over and over and over again, but it's true. And here's the coolest thing about Aquariums Unlimited. They They just doubled the size of their store. I mean, come on. It goes to show you, that's a very expensive thing to do. This is in a highly populated, very busy business area in Virginia Beach. I don't even want to know how much Mark pays in rent there. And he just doubled it because he just expanded his store by another 5,000 square feet and created a humongous reptile area where he has a sloth, which I have not been there to see yet. I cannot wait to see it. I told Mark I'm not coming up there until I'm able to hold the sloth. And he never told me that I could, but I hopefully hopefully can do that one of these days, a sloth. Are you kidding me? I'd love. I held a skunk a couple of years ago that belonged to Will Nace, and I'm really looking forward to holding Mark's sloth. That sounded weird, but he's also going to have these like exotic squirrels in there. If you remember the video that I did, I don't know, a couple of months ago where we toured the new reptile area, I got into a big white cage and Lisa was like, lock him in there. That is going to be, it's going to have some kind of wild, crazy, exotic squirrels in it. I can't wait to see those too. And that room looks like the set of Jumanji. I was privileged enough to see that new section before he ever even acquired it. Like he was still talking about it and he took me in there and it looks like I don't even know what kind of a store this place was. I, I don't want to put any kind of titles on it, but it was a store that sold very high end, exotic uh, decor for homes. So there's like these huge chandeliers hanging from the ceiling, just giant chandeliers that were probably a ridiculous amount of money. Mark was like, I'm keeping all of those. They're gonna auction them off. I'm gonna be able to buy them for pennies on the dollar and I'm keeping them all in there and I'm gonna wrap vines around them and I'm gonna make it look like Jumanji. And I'm like, that's the coolest idea I've ever heard. Once I went up there and he had done that, I said, yes, you've done it. It looks like, it makes me wanna say Jumanji. And when I did that video, I originally put the word Jumanji on the thumbnail, but Lisa made me change it. At least I think. I think she made me change it. But anyway, what a cool store. It's worth it even if you don't need anything. If you're in that area or if you're within a couple hours of Virginia Beach, type in Aquariums Unlimited. You will not be sorry until Mark I sent you a really quick, uh, one more quick story. I promise you it's going to be a quick one. We were there. The last time we were there when we filmed that video, there was a gentleman that came in the store and he was like, I can't believe this. I watched your video or your live stream from two months ago. And I came, I watched it this morning. I saw that we were about three hours away. And I came here and you're here. That was pretty wild. That was cool. Uh, I, I guess he was a fan of the channel. Or maybe that was the first video he ever watched of ours. And uh, and he went there and, and there we were. Kind of interesting. And I said, hey, make sure you go tell Mark that. But... <laughs> A couple of real quick honorable mentions here of stores that are doing it right. I, I, I mean, I could say about these stores pretty much the same things I've said about the others that I've talked about. Again, a friend of mine, Rama Sabakan in Richmond, Virginia. I'm talking about Schools of Fish. Definitely a store worth visiting, especially if you're interested in seeing fish that you've probably never seen before. And some of them are collected by Rama himself. Rama is an awesome guy. I've had nothing but amazing experiences with him. Before we moved here, I was supposed to go on a collecting trip with him. I don't don't think it's off the table because he'd be passing right by here to go down to Florida to do one of his trips. Maybe I'll have to reach out to him and see if he still wants to do that. But really cool guy. And he can still pull off that golf hat which I think is cool because nobody wears those hats anymore. But Rama still does and it looks really good. I don't want to say still. He's a young man. I think he's younger than me, Um, but he wears those old golf hats. I don't know if you know the one I'm talking about. Uh, But definitely worth visiting. Schools of Fish spelled S-K-O-O-L-Z. Search it on our channel. I did a video all about it. Two videos actually. And uh, it'll be worth your trip there. And then the other, the last honorable mention is the Fish Gallery in Dallas, Texas. We were just there last month. I was just amazed by that store. And the number one thing, well, there's two major things I would say about that store. One is the 20-foot wide aquarium in the side back of that store is absolutely breathtaking they have a mixture of fish in there that the rule book would tell you you're not allowed to have but they have them in there like tetras mixed in with big africans and then there's big waru over there and it's crazy the the combinations of fish that they have in this tank but it works because everybody's able to just go to their own place And they can be away from each other and and not get eaten. And then the other thing is the fact that all of the racks that hold the tanks of fish that are for sale are white. I've never seen that in another fish store before. And it makes total sense why nobody would do that because they would get so dirty. But not here. The store was super clean. I, I can't really comment on the staff. Because we didn't really deal with the staff. I don't think the store was open at the time. We were there for an event. Um, But everybody that I dealt with was was very pleasant. And I'm sure if the store is that nice, I'm sure the staff is too. So just a a great place to be. I loved that store so much. And they have a couch sitting in front of that 20-foot wide aquarium. You could just go sit there for hours and just watch. The big giant fish swim by, and then the little fish swim by right next to them. It's just the coolest thing. Dallas uh, Fish Gallery, Schools of Fish, Aquariums Unlimited, and House of Tropicals. And I wish I could tell you Animal Jungle, but it's gone. Now, we got to go to the dark side. And this is what you've been waiting for. I don't know how many people are watching right now, but... I bet you a lot of them have left because they were waiting for this part, but I didn't get to it fast enough. I titled this video, The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly. We're not going to talk about the ugly now. We're going to talk about the bad. I've got three examples to share with you that are all three stores I will never visit again. I have no reason to visit again. And they would have to offer to pay me to go back to any of these stores. And these are the ones that I will not mention the names of these stores. I hope that with the way I describe these stores, I hope somebody from one of these stores or all three of these stores are watching. And I hope they hear what I say. And I hope they take it to heart and they realize that uh, a guy who has failed in this business because he didn't do things the right way recognizes that these people are not doing things the right way. The first one is this was November of 2020. John, it's not fair to judge a pet store when it was during the pandemic. Yes, it is. Uh, I know a lot of fish store owners that, you know, they never shut down. They did not lose their staff. In fact, their businesses did better during the pandemic because people were looking for things to do inside their houses. So I'm not going to allow that to be an excuse. But it was November of 2020. Lisa and I, we got an Airbnb in Gettysburg, Pennsylvania. Her and I are both... uh, uh, (laughs) civil war buffs I guess you could call us you can't say fans of the civil war because that would just be weird but we her and I both grew up in an area that is surrounded by civil war history and so it's been something that we've always been into and neither one of us had ever been to Gettysburg and so I think it might have been a birthday gift or I don't know what the occasion was I might have just got it just to get it we went to Gettysburg and on our way there going through Maryland, we did something that we like to do. If we're traveling by car, because that's really the only way you can do it. If you're flying on an airplane, you can't say, Captain, can you pull over real quick so I can go walk through this pet store and not buy anything? They don't like to do that. But if we're driving and we we, we're doing well on time, A lot of times what will happen, there's two stores here that we, we went to for this reason. We'll say, hey, we're doing good on time. Let's see if there's any fish stores on our route. And on our way to Gettysburg, there was in fact, a pet store on the way or a fish store on the way. In fact, I was going to do a little screenshot of the store and use that as the thumbnail for this video. But I was like, no, I I don't wanna do that because I'm really not trying to hurt anybody's businesses. I, I wanna help them if I can. In fact, I tried that day and it was refused. So we stopped at this store. We didn't know anything about it. We just knew it was a aquarium fish store. And it was on the side of the road, not gonna say what road it was, but it was a pretty major highway, just right there on the side of the road. And we pulled up and it was like, okay, Well, it looks like a shed, and it's blue, so I guess that makes a difference, but it just looked, it didn't look that nice on the outside. It looked like a very, very old building, uh, decrepit, we'll just say gross building. But we're like, hey, who cares? You know, sometimes, you know, you don't judge a book by its cover. Sometimes you see those ugly buildings and you go inside and it's like, oh, it's a beautiful place in there. Uh, Well, this one wasn't that. (laughs) We went in and it was, it needed Gordon Ramsay to put this store on an episode of Fish Store Nightmares because it was a living and breathing nightmare. It was the worst I've ever seen. And I think Lisa would back me up on this. It was dusty. It was dirty. It was filthy. It was smelly. There was caked on dirt on the floor. It, it was an absolute thing of nightmares. The fish were stupid. I mean, they were... <laughs> They had bad fish in the store, the tanks were all nasty, and not only were they dirty on the inside, but they had the white stains on the outside, and it was just like, I can't believe that this is a store. And then I started to think, you know, I mean, come on, I I don't want to be too hard on the staff here, because... You know, it has been the pandemic and they've either been overwhelmed with business and they just haven't been able to keep things up or it's been a ghost town and they've just kind of let it go. I don't know. It's my first time ever being here. I don't know the circumstances surrounding this place. And we're walking around and and we're just like, I really want to leave. I want to get out of here as fast as possible. This is not worth the amount of gas it took to pull into the parking lot. Like this is a disaster. We got to get out of here. But we couldn't just flee because there was a a gentleman that was sitting behind the counter who we assumed and later found out he was indeed the owner of the establishment. And I went up to him and and I started conversation, as you do when you're in a place like that. And he was not happy. He was very grumpy. I wouldn't call him mean. There's people I would say, he's kind of like this guy. But I'm not going to do that. Just one of those people that it's just kind of never happy. You could just tell he was one of those people that you would regret asking how you doing. You know, one of those kind of people. And we we talked a little bit, and he immediately went into a long spiel about how difficult it's been through the pandemic. Um, he had to fire all of his staff, and it's just him now. And so. And this guy was, he was an older gentleman. I don't know how old he was. I mean, I'm going to be 50 next year. So who am I to call somebody old? But he he was a a senior, let's just say. And you could tell that it's just, he can't keep up with it. I mean, not not many people could, especially somebody that uh, was, and he told us this, and he was like, I was retired. And I had people here running the store. And then they just screwed everything up. And I I had to fire them all. And now I'm back in here working every day. And my wife has cancer. And it's like the worst possible scenario. And I felt really bad for thinking the thoughts that I had before. But it didn't change the fact that the place was still a shithole. And he needed to do something about it. And I said, you know, we are, we're people that, we, we have a YouTube channel. And we're traveling through here. We're on our way to a vacation, but we're you know we have our stuff. Maybe I could do a, a quick video and and show people. And he's like, oh, the tanks are so dirty though. And I said, yeah, but you know this is what I do for a living. I I can, I can work around that and I can make it look better than it does. And he had some really cool koi ponds in the back. I can I can show these kind of things and you know, a a, a good camera person can make something that's not so pretty look really pretty i mean anyway and he said well you know if i'm being honest with you i i I really hate people who do what you do oh do you he said yeah because you know you guys you come in here with your fancy cameras and all you do is talk bad about the place and you know and, and it makes our reputation really bad And I said, "Um, this is what makes your reputation bad. Not somebody with a camera. Of course, I said this in my head. I didn't vocalize this to him, but I'm thinking it in my head. This gnarliness and the disgust that's in this building is what makes people not come here. Not what a YouTuber said, but he was adamant about it. He was like, you know, hey, I just don't need that. I don't need you to help me out that way. And I said, all right, well, then I won't no big deal. And we had a little bit more conversation and we left. It's not like we were like, screw you. And we left, you know, I mean, the guy was somebody that was quite obviously done. I mean, like I said, he was retired. He had to come back in. His wife was sick. I mean, this guy was, had a bad deal and he was just not, he, he wasn't up for it to keep this place looking nice. Um, but, but you know what? As a business person, as somebody that, that runs a business and it's a business that centers around customers and customer service and stuff like that, um, there's, there's no excuses. I mean, it, you know, times are rough. I get it. Uh, we've had some rough times too. And you know what? You have to do what you have to do. Because what you're going to do when you get shut down by the EPA or whatever organization would be that does it or when's you know some organization that rhymes with PETA gonna come here and say this place is a disaster area you need to shut this place down you're a disgrace I mean that's gonna happen what are you gonna do then how you gonna pay your bills then cry the blues now I get it but you ain't gonna be crying much longer you're gonna be working at 7-eleven I know it sounds like I I don't have sympathy for this man, and I definitely do. I've been in similar situations, not with a a sick wife, but where just the walls are crashing down. I've been there, and the last thing you want to do is clean aquariums. You're just like, what for? There's no use. Um, But it was bad, and if you could see it You would understand why I'm talking about it the way I am. Um, I did not feel sorry for that man for his business. I feel bad that he was dealt a a bad hand. I feel bad that his wife was sick. Uh, I feel bad that he was retired and living the good life and then all of a sudden he had to come. I feel bad for all of that, but I don't feel bad about the condition of that store because it's unacceptable. Yeah, hire a couple of teenagers to come in and, and clean things up. Come on. I mean, you can do that. Anyway, let's move on to the next one, shall we? The next one is uh, a store that I went to many times and then I had to stop going there and I had to stop going there for one particular reason. First time I visited this store was in 2010. I bought my first, not my first, but, okay, I wish I could just edit that out. Lisa bought her first arowana there and I bought an arowana there. And I bought some stingrays there. They had some good fish in there. And then I had to stop going in there and and we'll talk about it in a minute. But when I first went into this store, it's in, I I don't even want to say where it is because I, I just don't, because I think it's under new ownership and maybe they've turned things around. But when I first started going into this store, I was like, oh, this is gross. Like it was, it was a nightmare. And it was filthy, funky, stinky, dreary, drabby, dark, just bad. And I couldn't stand the way it felt. I couldn't stand the way it looked. There was a, it was kind of like, no, I shouldn't say that. Uh, They had a similar situation to Aquariums Unlimited in that they started, in one section and then expanded into the next one, but they didn't do a very good job of connecting the two. You had to walk back through like their storage area and there was like filth and gross and it was horrible. (laughs) And you had to walk through that to get to the other section of the store, which was equally as funky and, and looked like a dirty diaper. It was just horrible, but the staff was amazing. And I wish I could recall the name of this young lady that worked there. She was awesome. She was the first person I ever dealt with when I went into that store. I, was, I had taken a little bit of a break from the hobby and it was 2010. I was coming back and I was setting things up and I was super excited. And that was the store, as a matter of fact, that Lisa fell in love with fish keeping when she was at that store. Um, this woman that, that helped us out was awesome. I wish I could remember her name. She was amazing. And then she left. And I didn't know. You know, I hadn't been in there in like a month. And I went in. And who was in there? Wasn't her. It was the owner. And let me just say, the owner was an asshole. There you go. I don't know how else to say it. Uh, He was a disgrace. And it seems like He's one of those people that every question was just stupid to him. Like, come on. Why would you even ask me that? The kind of guy, you know, if you own a fish store, you're going to get asked questions like, can I put rummy nose with Oscars? You're going to get that kind of stuff. And I don't like being asked that. I didn't like being asked that when we had our fish store. I didn't like... When I used to work at the U.S. Capitol building as a police officer, and I would be standing on the plaza of the Capitol building, and I would have people every day, multiple times per day, I would have people walk up to me and say, where's the Capitol? I hated that. But you want to know what I did? I would get asked that question 15 times a day. I, I know it sounds ridiculous, but it's true. Ask any Capitol police officer. They'll tell you that. I had fun with it. I got sick of answering that question. So what I did, I would be standing on the plaza and somebody would come up. And they're a tourist. They've never been there before. They would say, can you tell us where the Capitol building is? And I would go like this. (laughs) I would just turn around. Now, if you're listening to this on podcast, you can't see what I did. I turned around and I just aggressively pointed to the building that was behind, directly behind me. And then everybody would have a big laugh and, and it would be a good time. That's how I would handle a situation like that. That's how I would handle a <clears throat> answering a question that I don't like. But this guy, if he was asked, if he was a Capitol Police officer and he was asked where it is, he'd be like, are you stupid or something? Like. Why would you waste my time asking me where that building that's right behind me is? Come on, look at a book, read a map, look at a map, read a book. You know what I meant. He was that kind of a guy. Don't come in my store and ask me if you can put Rummy Nose with Tetris or Rummy Nose with Oscars. I've heard him tell customers. I heard this man say to customers, don't waste my time with that question. It was not... Can I put Rummy Nose with Oscars? I don't remember what the question was because I wasn't eavesdropping that much, but this guy had a loud voice and he, don't ask, don't waste my time with questions like that. I mean, come on, dude. I understand when you've been answering the same questions for 25 years, when you've answered these questions so many times that you know what somebody's going to ask before they even get to you. I get it. It sucks. But guess what? You own a business that is a fish store and people come in there and don't know what they're doing and guess what you're gonna do when you act like an asshole like that to them you're gonna scare them away you are the reason people like you are the reason why so many people bail on this hobby because they can't figure things out they don't want to spend a bunch of time online and they want to just go ask somebody a question and then some dickhead like you can't take the time to just explain No, listen, if you want to put rummy nose with Oscars, you can, but what you're really going to be doing is you're going to be, you're going to be buying some really expensive feeder fish for your Oscars. Listen, that is a stern way of answering the question, but it's also kind of a funny angle. It's the way of handling it. You're, you're kind of making a joke out of it and you're making them understand the way it should be. But instead, this guy would say, don't waste my time with questions like that. Now again, I heard that this business sold to a new owner. I hope that's true cuz that guy was terrible. I don't remember his name and if I did remember it, I wouldn't say it right now. But he was he was a disgrace and he was one of those guys that he just needed to to leave. Are we are we sensing a little bit of a trend here that bad fish stores are usually bad owners? I don't know let's go to another one this one was more recent and this one was <clears throat> so disappointing because lisa and i had heard about this fish store because they have a very good presence on social media and remember when i said earlier about how i can take my camera and i can make something that doesn't look that great make it look really good um well that's that's what they do here and hey I don't blame them. I do the same thing. But when you see that, when you see this magnificent stuff on the internet and you, you know, you kind of have expectations of what you're going to see when you walk in the door. um, It wasn't that. (laughs) Same kind of a thing. We were traveling and we were running, you know, we had some extra time. We were vlogging at the time and said, you know, we're running kind of low on content for the day, so let's let's stop at that fish store. It's about 20 minutes out of the way, but that's no big deal, you know, we got plenty of time, let's go through there. Okay, that sounds good, we'll do that. Reset the GPS, veer off, and away we go. The first thing is, you know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna kill these people over this because, you know, you. It is what it is. It's not in the most beautiful of an area. It's kind of in a kind of a trashy dumpy area and the building itself is not not very nice either. But again, you know what? You can make you can polish a turd. Look at this. <laughs> you can polish a turd. I'm working hard to polish this turd and it's not really working. But they hadn't polished this turd. But anyway, again, outside of the building does not matter. It's what what's on the inside of the building that matters. And there was, again, I am the grumpy old man, get off my lawn, I get it, that's fine, call me the old man in the room, call me whatever you want to call me. But I'm pissed off when I walk into a store and the first thing I'm bombarded with is the extreme smell of marijuana. Listen, I'm one of those people that my entire life I have said, I know it's not this way anymore, but... Why is marijuana illegal, but alcohol is not? I'm not somebody that's against marijuana. I'm not going to make fun of you if you're a marijuana user. What I am going to say to you if you're a marijuana user, you stink. That stuff is terrible. It smells like a skunk. And if you don't think it smells like a skunk, it's because you've never smelled marijuana before. It's the worst. And this place, it was like, boom. Like we were... Oh, here comes the contact high. I better not drive away from here. I might get pulled over. It was extreme as soon as we walked in. Strike number one. Strike number two was that this store had so many display tanks and very few tanks that had fish for sale. Or the tanks that had fish for sale had like one fish in there. And it's not because it was a 14-inch Jaguar. It would be like one little clown, one little Tetra. They had a lot of display tanks, and some of them were pretty nice. I mean, one of them, they had a, a big uh, man-made, indoor pond-like thing, like what Joey has, that 2,000-gallon that Joey has, very similar to that. And it, and it was impressive. It was nice. I, I liked that. None of the fish in there were for sale. And I don't fault them for that. Because who wants to net fish out of a tank that size? Nobody wants to do that. So I get it. But that thing, we're talking about a store that is tiny. And to have a thousands gallon aquarium in the back, sitting on the floor, taking up all of that space where you could have tanks that are holding fish for sale that just seems a little silly to me when you have a 10000 square foot store like mark at aquariums unlimited you can afford to sacrifice a footprint that size but when you have an 1100 square foot store i'm sorry that space is too valuable to put a massive indoor pond with a couple of oscars in it you're speaking my language when you put oscars in there but come on it's taking up half the store I'm impressed because it's cool, but daggone it. I mean, are you making that much money that you can afford to give up half your store? The store itself was funky. It was dirty. Uh, it, you know, it was a really old building, so maybe a lot of it had to do with that. Uh, the staff was was certainly not unpleasant at all. They were very nice. Um I couldn't really figure it out, it was a little little bit awkward in there. We get th- one of three reactions when we walk into a fish store that we've never walked into before, Lisa and I. We go into these fish stores, and, and the first reaction is, oh my god, I've seen you on YouTube, how cool, you're here, that's awesome, and we're like, hey, yeah, thank you, cool, nice to meet you. Uh, or it could be that they have absolutely no clue who we are, and we love that, we love that. They have, they've never seen us before. We're just two regular people walking in the door, which we are two regular people walking in the door, but we're not two regular people that they've seen on YouTube before. We're just regular customers. And then there's the third one where I, I've gotten kind of good at, at recognizing this, where they try to act like they've never seen us before, but it's pretty clear that they have. And usually it comes out later on uh, in the the conversation to be like, no, I've I've never seen you before. Like I don't have, we don't go in there and ask, do you know who I am? Like I've never said those words to people. But you start having conversations with people, and you'll say things like, you know, I have a 360 gallon with three Oscars and three bikers in it. You know, you you may have seen it on on YouTube or something, and they're like, no, I have no idea what you're talking about. Or you've been talking to these people for 45 minutes. You've been in the store for 45 minutes, and you go up to them and you say. And, and they've acted like the whole time, like they have no clue who you are. And then you're like, yeah, you know, I have this. Th- oh yeah, I've seen your 360 before. It's really nice. I love your albino tiger Oscar. It looks really good. Like, oh, a minute ago, you were acting like you didn't know who we were, but who cares? Who cares about all of that? It was a little awkward, uh, almost like, like they knew, but they didn't want to make it known that they knew who we were, and it, I don't know. Maybe they were just awkward. I don't know. It just, it's it, something felt weird about it. They were as nice as could be. I, I did not feel uncomfortable. Lisa didn't feel uncomfortable, except for the fact that it smelled like diarrhea in there because it was full of weed. Um, and again, I'm not against weed. I just hate the way it smells. It smells terrible. And if you think marijuana smells good, um, there's something wrong with you because it doesn't smell good. It smells funky. And that's not the first thing I want to smell when I walk into a fish store. So that was strike number one, the cleanliness and dirtiness. Nah, strike number two. And um, I the fact that there were so few fish for sale was strike number three. And when we walked out of there, Lisa and I both looked at each other in the parking lot and said, well, we won't be showing this on the vlog because we wouldn't have been able to do it without being honest and it would have been easy because we're vlogging people know where we're going because we show it in the video where we're going and they it'd be real easy to figure out and i i just didn't i didn't want to shit on these guys i mean that's not really my style there they know they know that they've got some work to do and i don't have to blast them online and say their name and say, never go there. I, I wouldn't do that. I want those guys to succeed. I want them to clean their, their stuff up. I want them to stop smoking weed like a couple of teenagers at their store. I want them to treat it like a professional business, get rid of half of the display tanks, put fish for sale, and it'll be a whole lot easier to pay rent that month. That's what I want to see happen. I want to see them succeed, and maybe they will succeed if they spend less time smoking weed and more time selling fish. Anyway, um, there's nothing more disappointing than having a bad experience at a fish store. The last one that I just talked about, I'm not going to call that a bad experience. It just wasn't like a yay experience. It was like, Damn it, I wish we knew this. We would have just not veered off 20 minutes off path. We would have just kept on going through and we would have gotten where we needed to go that much faster. But it wasn't a bad experience. They were friendly. Just wasn't a huge fan of the store. Uh, Hopefully they clean it up. But it's a terrible experience to be excited to go into a new place and then just be so let down by that place. So uh, I don't really have... Anything more to talk about that? I mean, there are good stores. There are fantastic stores. Aquariums Unlimited. Uh, and then there are some that are uh, just just not. And they should the buildings that they're in should be condemned. And uh, the one that is on the way to Gettysburg, you're not watching this because you don't like people like me. I sure hope you've gotten some help in there by now. I did check Google Maps. It is still open, so that's a good sign. I hope things turned around. I, I, hope, uh, I hope things are going great for you. I hope you're at home and sitting in your recliner while you've got four or five people at the store, keeping it clean and keeping the doors open. And then the guy in Richmond, I don't know what your deal is. Uh, if it's still the owner that I met those many times, you can kiss my ass. <laughs> And it wouldn't break my heart at all to find out that you were out of business. Wow, John, you're such a mean guy. No, I'm not. I'm just realistic. And I have no tolerance for people that disrespect our industry that much. And that's all I have to say about that. And I'll say it to each one of your faces.